Welcome back, everyone, to Your Life, God's Word, where we take the principles found in Scripture and we apply them to our everyday lives, those areas that are most important, faith, family, and community. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. We're here with another episode, and I think in this one we're going to do a little bit more uh, kind of switching back, switching gears, and getting into some cultural uh, topics and discussion uh, stuff that's relevant for the kingdom of God. Um, if you want some of that deep sort of theological breaking stuff down verse by verse, the last two episodes should give you a pretty good fill of that. Lots of uh, content information there on, uh, on the topic of eternal security. And so go check that out. Um, but for this one, I really, I want to, again, change gears, talk about some stuff going on um, currently, stuff that's relevant um, in the in the moment uh, here in um, the United States, especially. <laughs> so we just had some uh, some elections, and uh, those elections, you know, people were expecting this uh, giant, you know, tsunami, this red wave. Uh, people are going to you know boot out um, the folks in power, all the nonsense being shoved down our throats, all the uh, corruption and abuse and all this stuff. And it ended up being just like a little tiny drizzle, not much going on there. And um, a lot of folks, I think, are very disappointed. And it's like, oh, no, you know, the Republicans were our last great hope. And uh, I think it ties into something else that is in the news currently, and that is this you know, giant, I, I think it was the world's largest crypto exchange, um, FTX, uh, and the CEO, the main guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, I think is his name, SBF, and, uh, you know, even the people have to go off of like a little ticker symbol, I guess, and, um, you know, how, how did all that come, come to play, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there, there there's a lot of uh, interwoven kind of overlapping themes and ideas in these things. And I want to tie it into, uh, I want to tie it into the kingdom of God in a couple of different ways. So let's, let's start with just some of the facts, some of the, some of the information. So you got this giant, um, you know, crypto exchange and they were basically just pumping up a whole bunch of fakery. Um, they had like a token F, PP or something like that, I think it was. And um, I've just, you know, been looking into this a little bit, listening to it on podcasts and stuff. Uh, and um, so I'm just going off of memory. So if I get any of the individual facts wrong, like if it was FCP or something, <laughs> definitely uh, feel free to let me know I got it wrong. But they had their own individual token and they were very uh, shy or very light on corporate oversight. They had this um, kind of branch or wing of the company. I guess they had like an international division and a domestic division here in the U.S. The U.S. sort of domestic atmosphere is a little more regulatory, um, statutory. So they, um, you know, they weren't able to do as much with that one, it seems like the one that really got them into trouble was the one based out of the Bahamas, where a lot of their staff was and all this stuff. And these are a lot of people like in their 20s, 
um, that are managing billions of dollars. And folks are, are going, how could people be so uh, taken in by this? Uh, ultimately, uh, things got found out and classic, they, they're going from billions to, you know, it's, it's worthless now. They're going into bankruptcy and, you know, all this stuff and people are fleeing the country. And last I heard, you know, one of the, um, one of the entities that they had, uh, the CEO, I think it was, um, young, you know, lady in her twenties. I think she like fled to Hong Kong trying to get into, um, Dubai or something (laughs) like just different things, like trying to get, you know, escape the justice that should happen. Of course, that's overlapping with the kingdom of God right there. Um, justice is a thing in the kingdom of God. And yeah, frankly, all these people should be behind bars. They're stealing people's money. Ultimately, it's the age old, age old concept. Okay. Getting wealthy, amassing power, uh, thieves. That's it, right? Thieves. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Um, these kinds of things. That, but that's what's going on. And <clears throat> I, I really, you know, it's there. There's a couple of things I think happening with this. Um, at its base, one of them is just greed, where you have you know folks that are supposed to be like sophisticated, uh, buying into this, and not really doing the due diligence and asking questions like. How how exactly am I going to be making money on this? How am I getting these big returns? How are these big gains happening? But more like, oh, this person's made a bunch of money. Here, shoving, I'm just going to shove my money over there to them and yeah, make me a bunch of money too. And uh, now uh, big names are getting eggs on their, you know, multiple eggs on their faces. Uh, I, 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 they did like some Super Bowl commercials and um, I think Tom Brady was involved with like you know pumping up FTX and all this stuff. And again, what does a what does a, a a quarterback know about the intricacies of cryptocurrency? I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm saying when you just go out and purchase a familiar face to pump your brand, that doesn't mean the brand is actually any good. And yeah, there probably are a few ethical things like if you're going to be really putting your name behind a company and just because they, you know, stroke a check, are you just you're not even going to look into it at all? I mean, gobs of people and funds and um, companies are losing billions of dollars. I wonder if Tom Brady even lost a wink of sleep over that. Um, you know, I wonder if guys like you know, I know Matt Damon was on one of the. Uh, one of the Super Bowl commercials from from earlier in the year, and you know, again, pump you know, fortune favors the brave. I think was the was the the tagline, and it's like, okay, what what does Matt Damon has he really researched this thing that he's pumping? This you know, does he really? What's the value proposition behind this cryptocurrency that he's that he's backing? Again, you could say, oh, it's just advertising. They don't actually have to believe in anything that they actually say or do in a, in a commercial. Everybody knows a commercial is nothing you know, but fraught with lies. I just don't think that's a good way to, to do our culture. And um, again, we see this stuff happening. 
But it, a lot of it just has to do with greed. It's just straight up, good old-fashioned human greed. And I think deeper than that, like how does the average person kind of get caught up in these things? I really think there's a there's a strong element of just trust the crowd, just go with go with what people are saying, go with the culture, you know, go with the flow. And these are things that Christians really need to take note of because we should not be that way. We should not be super quick just to kind of dive in and just, you know, buy things hook, line, and sinker based on what the culture is saying and doing. Now, in the financial realm, maybe the spiritual and eternal ramifications are not as immediate or they're, they're not as apparent as in other areas, but, but we need to be wise with our finances as well. And I believe God wants us to be good stewards. I believe if God blesses us with things, we should be good stewards for the kingdom of God. That doesn't just mean, well, you're just trying to make a lot of money and you know be very comfortable while you go to church. We should be blessing the kingdom. When we make money, when we do well, the kingdom of God should be a benefactor. If, if the kingdom of God is our first priority, right? Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, um, then shouldn't that be, I mean, the kingdom of God really should be the first benefactor. And a lot of times that's not how it is. A lot of times uh, we, the kingdom of God, yeah, we're seeking it, but it's not first. It doesn't just say seek eventually the kingdom of God and, you know, all these things will be added to you. It says seek first. Make that your primary responsibility, your primary concern. Um, I think we've lost that. And I think that the whole debacle with FTX and all of this, it just shows how much we can get wrapped up in an utterly uh, corrupt and contemptible, um, critical mass of hype. <laughs> Now, I, I understand that, you know, SBF, um, there are connections with him and his group with big institutions like MIT. He was a major donor to lots of Democratic uh, candidates and causes and things. There's connections with, you know, there's things with the SEC going on. I mean, you're talking people in the upper, upper echelons. I get that. Uh, this just shows you how corrupt our human governments are. Um, and again, just kind of taking that and contrasting that with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God should not operate anywhere near this kind of uh, form or structure. You have vast amounts of money being pumped and rerouted into political avenues, uh, supporting these you know, Democratic candidates who are then playing cover, opening doors, making things happen behind the scenes. Because, like I said, this guy is like 30 years old. right? How does a group of people in their 20s all of a sudden start managing billions of dollars? Well, I can promise you it's not without a bunch of 
networking and connections behind the scenes that they had access to that the average 20-year-old does not have access to. Uh, so, of course, you start looking into it. There's a web of all this stuff and you know lots of stuff out there you can find. And people, oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's, uh, I mean, if you just kind of say the, um, the human condition is to conspire, the human condition is uh, just kind of in this vein, in this mode, then yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. But no, this is this is just how humans are. Humans have greed. Humans lie. Humans take advantage of each other. Um, this is just humanity one on one, right? <laughs> um, and then you 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 tie that into, like say the elections that just went on. Of course, you got the overlapping theme of all the money going into some of these. Um, into some of these elections, you got all the money going in. And unfortunately, I mean, money talks when it comes to elections. Um, there's a lot of just, if you've got money, you have a leg up. You got way more money to throw at things, commercials, or getting people to go out and work on the campaign trail for you and stuff. It's unfortunate. But even with, you know, supposed laws and things like that, that, oh, no, 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 we're supposed to have laws and rules. And folks, for every law, there are, there are, you know, a bunch of loopholes and exceptions to get around it, especially for people that are already well-connected and powerful. Um, and so we need to just be realistic about the day and age that we live in. We need to realize what's going on around us. We need to not be, uh, you know, people that are, um, you know, constantly our, our, our hope is just in this world. Uh, the Republicans are our, are our hope. I mean, I don't think so. I, you know, God is our hope and we need a, a fundamental shift on the ground. We need a paradigm shift in our minds as Christians to start thinking more kingdom. We need to start thinking uh, more along the lines of Matthew 6.10, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. That really needs to be our, our mindset. Seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, Jesus taught on the kingdom. Because, the reason for that is because if we look at ourselves as kind of completely separate from the world, separate from the things going on, a lot of Christians, they wouldn't put it in these words, but this is their mentality and attitude. It's like, oh well, yeah, I just let the devil and the world, you know, all that just, the world can just go to hell. Um, we are, you know, over here on the saved track. But what kind of world do we want to live in while we're living out our Christian faith? What kind of world do you want for yourself? for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren? Do you want them to live in a world where um, evil and corruption and um, a all these things are just rampant and that's just the world we live in and we got to try to struggle through and be Christians? Or would you rather have a society that is governed by the Christian ethic, by the principles of the Word of God, by uh the kingdom of God. 
what kind of society do you want to live in? Personally, I'd rather a society that is heavily influenced by the kingdom of God. And if we're going to have that, we can't have an escapism mentality. We can't have a dualism mentality where it's like, oh, my secular life and my church life. We have to have an integrated view of our spiritual and natural lives. They're integ- it's not natural life over here, spiritual life. They're integrated. And that is going to take a paradigm shift for a lot of people. A lot of people. I, I, not necessarily a paradigm uh, shift in the way they talk, but a paradigm shift nonetheless in the way they behave. And so, again, look at the elections. Most of these people are not going to win in an election without lots and lots of quote-unquote Christians voting for them. And yet, their platform, and when I say these people, I'm talking about the Democrats. I, I don't mean random people off the street. I'm talking about Democratic candidates in government. I don't think the average person that would consider themselves a a Democrat or consider themselves a Republican or consider themselves an independent, most people are not that different from one another. Now, some are. I'm not trying to say none. But a lot of like just the average, average person out there, they care about their family. They care about their livelihood. They, you know, they, they want a better future. You know, they, 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 that's what the the things they care about. The average person is not out there, you know, aggressively wanting to trans somebody else's kids. Um, The average person is not out there wanting to destroy the fundamental bedrock of, of marriage in society. The average person is not out there trying to tear down and tear apart God's um, authority structure in the family. The average person is not thinking about that. The average person is not trying to do that. Now, granted, the average person is still a sinner and still does erode those things just by their natural state. But again, in their mindset, you get them down, you sit them down, you have coffee, you talk about what's important. The average person, whether they're a D or an R or anything in between, they're not going to be that different. But... When you take it up the chain to the political realm, when you have political candidates, they are pretty different. They're, you know, a, a, a platform of we want to kill babies, even up to like right up to the moment of birth, that's very different than one where, you know, we don't want this to happen. Uh, that, that those are different things. Where you're trying, you've got some places trying to push laws that have no restrictions on abortion, and then other places trying to push laws that make it to where no, you can't get an abortion unless there's a specific, you know, mother's life is at risk type of thing or something like that. Those are very different. And from a kingdom of God perspective, there's no there's no comparison as to which one is aligned with the kingdom of God. When it comes to the LGBT community and, and you know, uh, gay rights and gay marriage and uh, transgenderism and queer ideology and, um, you know, all of these different types of sexuality and a billion different types of gender and all this stuff, one Democratic Party is for that stuff. Another 
Democratic Party. I guess we live in a democracy. Maybe I should put it this way. The Democratic Party is for that stuff. The Republican Party is not. They're more for traditional family values and things like that. Now, that's what they say, and that's where they tend to lean right now. And certainly that could change. And no, I'm not saying that one party is a bunch of demons and the other one's a bunch of angels. I'm not saying that at all. I know very well that many, many people in the Republican Party, they are corrupt. They are part of the system. And that's why I do not believe that politics in and of itself is the answer. Because, as I said, the average person is not that different from the next average person. There isn't a... D versus R issue in our country. It's uh, There isn't us versus them, but it's the common people, the average people versus the people in power, versus the power structure. Um, that's the way it is in our country. And the way to overcome that is not violent revolution. The way to overcome that is by the common folks starting to say, we're going to live and abide by the kingdom of God. We are going to live and abide. We are going to take the kingdom of God. We are going to take it seriously. We're going to implement it in our families, in our churches, in our communities, and it will just bubble up. And then the quote-unquote politicians, they really won't have much to go on. Let me give you an example. Uh, let's take um, let's take AOC, right? Another, right? Got to use the the three letters of our you know, initials rather than our, our name. But, you know, let's take AOC. Uh, I think she I think she won her re-election bid in New York. Let's just pretend that every person that's a Christian that believes the Bible said, you know what, AOC? You believe in abortion. That's against the Bible. We're not voting for you. We're voting for the other person that says that they're not for ab- abortion. What would happen to AOC? She would be out on her ear, um, and with her skill set, I'm not sure what she'd be doing. I think she was bartending before she got into politics, so maybe she'd go back to that. Um, you know, again, I, that's how it would be. So it's in this country, the ability of the kingdom of God to to really very quickly just overtake the cultural um, monsoon that is heading to the pit of hell, really, it's it's very doable. It's very doable. How long it's going to be doable, I don't know, because in Paul's day, it wasn't so doable, because you had a system where you had a Caesar, and that, that person was basically like, I mean, he was a god, and he had a massive army, and he clicked his you know fingers together, and you were toast. And so we don't quite live there yet, although to think that we couldn't get there is very foolish, and to think that there aren't people alive right now, today, and in power that would love to be there, that's also foolish because people have not changed. Julius Caesar was not an anomaly, neither were any of the Caesars after him. And so we need to, I think, be realistic. Now, back to... Uh, the the dichotomy between um, some of our choices when it comes down to this stuff. There there is a big difference between some of these candidates and their and their platforms, their belief systems. And so 
I'm not saying we vote for, it's either you're voting for Satan or you're voting for Jesus. Um, in a lot of places, it's you're voting for the lesser of two evils. But by doing so, you can get more along the path of the morality. If every Christian in our nation started saying, if you are pro-abortion, you will not get our vote, all of a sudden, every politician would all of a sudden be pro-life. Or they would never have any power um, that's serious power. Yeah, you'd have little districts here and there where people would still, you know, because a, a whole city uh, barely has any Christians in it, right? Um, but by and large, on a national scale, at least today, at least today in 2022, I think that would still happen. I think what we need to do, though, is start getting back to the kingdom of God. And so you can say, oh, that's just so blasé. That is just like, oh, what? You know, what a caricature. You know, oh, but you know, Jesus is the way. Oh, what we need is Christianity or, or the kingdom. Yeah, it's true, actually, though. <laughs> so, but it's not going to start on a national scale before it begins on a individual, a local scale. We as individuals need to start putting God's word and God's kingdom above everything else that we, that's what governs us. Then as a family, right, in marriage, in raising children, it's God's kingdom. What are his principles? doesn't mean, look, we're not going to get everything right the first time as an individual or a family or a church, but we're, but we're moldable, we're teachable, we're, oh, oh, I didn't realize that, that that's how God prefers it in the word of God. Let's change going forward and let's do it that way. But those incremental adjustments will get us to the point to where as communities, we are living the kingdom. And so cities and counties will bubble up to states and regions, will bubble up to a nation, and could even bubble out to the world where the world is in general operated by the principles of the kingdom of God. Yes, it could absolutely happen. This has already happened in our country in the reverse. We were very much more Judeo-Christian, and over time, especially the last, say, 100 years, we have very much turned towards secularism and uh, things like, again, very non-kingdom things, like secularism, socialism. Uh, it's just... You know, eh. Um, <laughs> right, the the women's lib movement, right, the feminist movement, right. I don't mean someone being feminine that is a woman. I'm talking about the feminine, uh, the, the feminine, the, the feminism movement, right. That movement, very anti-Bible, anti-God, the LGBTQ, all that stuff. It is very anti-Bible, anti-kingdom. How has this happened? It didn't happen overnight. It might seem like it. It might seem like, oh my goodness, it just I woke up today and everything's changed. No, 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 that's not the truth. Now, as Christians, we live by that New Testament Christian ethic. And we love people, and we journey with people, and we walk with people, and we um, work with people. But at the end of the day, we should expect kingdom principles in our society. And... One of the things that overlaps both of these is the fact that we have so much relativism, which really is just a mod, more of a modern philosophical slant on, um, on paganism, right? You got your God, I've got my God, you've got your truth, I've got my truth. I watched a video recently, and uh, I want to say it was, if you know who Ray Comfort is, I think it was him, 
where he went and asked someone on the street, you know, they were just like, oh, your truth is your truth, my truth is, you know, my truth. And, and he was like, well, what if my truth is that you don't exist? And the person was like, well, then I guess I don't exist. I mean, how absurd, right? How ridiculous. But that's that level of relativism. It doesn't blow my mind at all that somebody like that would invest a whole bunch of money into something like FTX that is a whole bunch of nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a whole house of cards built on top of another house of cards. I mean, it's literal. What? What is going on here? How is, what is the value proposition? How are we making money? But again, you mix that with a little bit of greed, a little bit of hype, a little bit of pump and dump fever, a little bit of FOMO, and boom, we've got a billion, you know, multi-billion dollar company um, that just collapses overnight. And again, that that's not insignificant. You know, people, investors, um, you know, real people, real lives, you know, impacted by this. And other companies, other things are the same way. And so you have these, you have these people, you have this idea of relativism and your truth and my truth and truth, you know, what is truth. And so what happens is people don't even have a foundation for things like critical thinking. Um, that is absolutely part of the Christian understanding and ethic, right? The, the whole idea of rationalization and logic and things like that come from the belief in a logical, rational universe. So it, it undergirds and underlies everything. And um, when you lose that, well, well, you don't even know how to question, right? This is one of those things that if you ever, if you ever read the uh, uh, George Orwell's 1984, you'll find that in that book he pushes the idea that eventually societies and specifically this, you know, kind of the communist um, type of societal push, um, but eventually you do away with truth enough and people don't even know how to, they don't even know how to combat things with truth. They don't even know how to formulate the words to explain the thoughts and things they're feeling and, and thinking and sensing. There's something not right here, but you can't even hardly explain it. That's the kind of society we're getting to where, where people don't even know how to recognize truth. If you're in a position where you can barely recognize truth, you don't know how to think critically, you don't know how to think logically, then of course, something that everybody, all the smart people, and Tom Brady is saying, this thing's going to the moon, put your money here. Well, of course I'm going to put my money there. You see what I'm saying? When, when, when that money then gets filtered over to a Democratic Party that is pushing some of the most evil and vile and wicked things that our society has ever seen, ever in this country. Um, but, but oh, but oh, look, popular people on movie stars are saying this is cool and this is the way to go. And oh, it's it, you know, it's it's not killing babies. It's it's women's health. It's women's health care. It's not transing the kids and completely destroying their lives. It's letting people be their true self, how they feel. That's what really matters. All of this stuff. Of course you're going to go and you're going to vote for those people. Because even as a Christian, you're not allowed to say these things that I'm saying right now. You're not supposed to say these things. That, I mean, how dare you talk about... But that's the thing. That's the thing. We live in a society that has so obliterated truth that we can't think logically. We can't think ethically. We can't think morally. We don't even know what these things are. There, there is no standard. There is no 
foundation or rock to to attach ourselves to, we are, as Paul said, right, tossed here and there, to and fro, with every single, he says, wind of doctrine. I mean, little thing blows through here, little belief here, little belief there, and we're just tossed all about like what? Like Like a little tiny ship in a massive sea with a raging storm just tossed and turned and rolling and tumbling, defenseless. That's what has happened to our society. And what can bring us back? What can rescue us? A healthy dose of the kingdom of God. A healthy dose of the kingdom of God. So I hope I hope this has helped you. Uh, think about some of these things in perspective and understand there is an answer. There is an answer. There is an answer. I'm going to stop it right there. I think we'll get more into talking about kingdom and things like that. Um, maybe in the next in the next podcast, we'll have to see. But again, uh, go out there and just start your day. Start your day with one phrase. Father, how can I help your kingdom to become a reality today? Just start just start praying that. Start praying the kingdom. Start start praying, how can I be more kingdom minded? Today. And I think little things like that will, har- will, will help to get that paradigm shift that we need. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. But I think if we can, we really could make a huge swing and a huge difference, even on a global scale. But it starts with individuals, families, churches, communities. It starts small and needs to bubble up um, to the larger um to some of these larger areas and institutions and such. So again, think about that. Wake up tomorrow. Wake up the next day. Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How can I do my part to help see that happen today? So love you. God bless you. Go and be kingdom-minded and spirit-led in all that you do. And we will see you on the next podcast.